0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Sometimes I wonder, is today a good day? Stocks have had a rough week, huh? 800-516-1220 if you want to talk about it. I'll gladly be your therapist, so to speak. We could talk about predictions on 2019. We could talk about online holiday shopping breaking records. Stocks open higher after having a tough week. Do we finally get that Santa Claus rally, or is that just not going to happen? Ready for the week to end, ready to move straight into the holiday Christmas season It's coming right
0: Merry Christmas
1: It's coming So I was going to look at the calendar And I was like I don't even know if I want to But people are spending money Which is good And people have jobs which is nice You wonder if they've saved enough And you wonder if they're going to have enough for retirement But ultimately you gotta let that go right Oil's fallen again. I've fallen, and I can't get up. $45.70 a barrel. The commodity's down 41% in the last 60 days. Now, if you can't take that kind of down movement, you can't invest in stocks, in my opinion. <clears throat> when I see that it's down 40% in the last 60 days, I'm like, whoa. Glad I don't own any commodity, like pure commodity funds or an oil fund, per se. I do have a dividend player called Chevron Texaco, but they're paying their dividend, So I, it is what it is. I'm not worried about the stock price. I'm worried about the dividend, right? So that's out there. Ready for the week to end? Are you ready to check out and go visit Uncle Gary?
0: Merry Christmas.
1: There's six and a half trading hours to go until it's all said and done for the year. Six and a half trading hours until it's all said and done for, oh, not the year we got to come back next week. It's one of those weird holidays, right? But ultimately, a lot of people are off after today for the rest of the year, right? Nike woo-hoo! did its part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woohoo! Nike did its part to uh, drive a turn sentiment. We got a great big con trucking down the line. So Nike's doing what they can. They topped expectations. It reported an increase in gross margin rates, which aren't that gross when you think about it. When you, do, when you sell a lot of shoes, and a lot, and a lot, and a lot of shoes, if you can make them for 1% or 2% cheaper, that's where it's that's where it hits the bottom line. Nike up 9%. For the record, I own shares of Nike. Uh, consultant record advisor for stating hack down any stocks mentioned on this show. Whether the good vibes hold up today or don't, I, in the end, I don't care. It's just going to go down as another year. I don't look back. In history, and say, "Oh, that 1989 was a really good year for Rob Black. It was a very good year. I had my very first beer. (laughs) I don't look back fondly at years. So, I'm I'm, ultimately, I'm like, am I on path to retirement? And the answer, yeah. So, I'm like, it was a good year. Nothing came unhinged. A lot of attention on Capitol Hill, where they're trying to fund a bill. I'm just a bill." On Capitol Hill. Um, The House voted last night to approve a funding bill, which would include $5 billion for border wall funding. (laughs) Oh, no. That bill's headed to the Senate, where Senate Minority Leader Schumer believes it will be killed. So it's been a little bit of drama. Panic at the disco. Drama at White House. This is not going to be a, how shall we say, go smoothly into the holiday season. I will build
2: a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me, and I'll build them very inexpensively.
1: Five billion dollar wall. It's like that bridge in in Alaska. It connects two points of land, but it's not separated by water. What's the point? it's a lot of pain on the equity markets this week, and I feel you, and don't think that I don't, and what I want you to really do is is stay focused and have a plan. There's pitfalls out there. Do you remember the Atari 2600-game pitfall? I think he played Harry Danger was his name. If, I, if I'm correct on that, there's something weird about me, but there's going to be like pits. There's going to be uh, water that you have to jump over. There's going to be alligators instead of water. There's going to be a crazy monkey who every now and then just breaks your vine. You know, like, where did that crazy monkey come from? He's cheating. We're going to put together a pretty good 2019 in the end as we start moving towards a recession. Maybe we hit it. Maybe we don't. But when, one of the things Trump is doing wisely is he's setting himself up to have some ammo to stimulate the economy if he gets a re election. You have to have a down year, maybe sooner rather than later, kind of thing. But, oh, you hope that's down years, not two or three down years, because that, that'll get you not reelected. So, there's some catalysts coming with China and a trade deal. I won. I won the great trade deal. Both China and the United States will say that, right? So, there's some pitfalls out there. And yesterday, with the resignation of Jim Mattis as defense secretary, you've seen some pretty key people leave the White House at the end of the year. And they're, they're, wisely saying, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it till February, I'm going to do it till January, what have you. It's it's nice not to leave a house on fire, but you can kind of tell something's going to happen in 2019. People are starting to distance themselves. So the second biggest economy and the first biggest economy, China and the United States are grappling with each other. And uh, former President, former General Mattis, like he kind of I'll say he shredded he, he shredded the White House with his resignation letter saying, uh, "We don't see eye to eye." It's kind of an odd thing to do on the way out, but it is what it is. Trump is warning of a very long shutdown over the wall funding issue. Abby Joseph Cohen. Abby Joseph Cohen. Doesn't that sound like a a frumpy grandmother? Oh, it's it's Sister Abby Joseph Cohen. Uh, she's basically saying, hey, since there's been $4 trillion of stock valuation wiped out since September, she thinks that things were stretched. And things." Are, and she goes, now things are looking more supported by valuation. I've always liked that Joseph of going as a commentator. She's she's optimistic for sure. but She's also typically more right than wrong. And she's typically zero in on exactly what we need to focus on. It's the worst year for the uh, S&P 500 since the financial crisis, and it's rising interest rates with a spat of China and a spat from you know global slowdown being slapped into the mix. Valuation of U.S. stocks now sits at levels last seen in 2013, which, again, when you're buying companies and you're paying 14 times earnings it's that's considered cheaper than 18 times earnings, but is 14 times in a growth market or is 14 times in a value market or is the 18 times in a, like you have to kind of put it all together. Right? So Abby just says everyone needs to take a deep breath, revisit the numbers. And certainly, certainly as short as six weeks ago, you were convinced everything was fine. So don't let it unravel in a very short period of time. Have your convictions. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz
2: and don't forget the weeknight replay at 7
0: 12:20 KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday, Ice, Friday Report. Ice Report. Old time hockey, like it is short.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. These are good days as the hockey season starts to head towards the new year. It's always time to start thinking playoff pushes, and the San Jose Barracuda, who are heard here on this very network, are in prime position takes a lot to get to the top, but that's where they're sitting right here, right now. Let's bring in Joe Will, the San Jose Barracuda general manager. Joe, how are you? Doing great. Good morning, Rob. The Barracuda are the AHL affiliate of the NHL San Jose Sharks. Great hockey, both levels. Uh, there's nothing better than a hockey game, especially during the holiday season. Um, again, as it gets a little bit more important, how do you, how do you feel about your year so far?
2: Well, we're we're very happy with it. We didn't. Uh... You know, we didn't really imagine it would come around this quickly as far as a start like this because we're a very young team. We're the youngest team in the American Hockey League. Very talented, good goaltending, a lot of uh, uh, good things to us. But, uh, you know, a group of young guys where a lot of them hadn't played together before. So, uh, you know, we thought at some point it would come around. But uh, uh, right off the bat, this group gelled and, and, you know, uh, it's kind of paid dividends for us.
1: Uh, I've been to a few games this year and a few games last year, and it's always a great environment, a great arena. You've got a couple home games coming up. Uh, what can we expect out of the Barracuda? What, what's, is there any new look? Is, there, is it the offense this year? Is it the defense? What's the
2: story? Well, it's a great combination. We're finding a lot of different ways to win. Uh, you know, I, I would say our goaltending is our most consistent. We're we're basically number one and two in the league for our goaltenders, and so they they rotate uh, every other night uh, with each other, Antoine Bebo and uh, Joseph Coronar. And every night, you know, they give us a chance to win. Uh, followed by that, we're just a, a really fast and, and skilled hockey team that uh, they're finding ways to win and. and uh, you know opponents come to us with different looks and and they find a way to uh take most of them uh, we just had our, our fourth regulation loss the other night we have 16 wins so it's uh uh you know the guys are are on a pretty good roll that way but you know the the you know underlying thing too is that it's all depth for the sharks there's years where we have some players that are fillers for the american league but the, you know this year I, I would say that all of our guys are or quality depth for the for the San Jose Sharks, and that's the, the other hidden benefit of what we're doing right now, is that it's just to uh, make sure that our Sharks are deeper and always have a player that could go off and play well.
1: It's interesting that you say that, because the media is making a lot of the Sharks in their fourth line center, which is obviously bouncing back and forth between Barracuda and maybe the Sharks, but their gain is your loss sometimes if they do ultimately stick as a general manager. Does that make you pull your hair out just a little bit during the trade deadline times?
2: Oh, a- absolutely. It's, uh, uh, you know, that's, we're always looking ahead to the trade deadline, making sure our team's deep enough that we can go for a big run really at the American league area. Uh, sorry, at the national hockey league level, but also at the American league level. And, and this year, I think it's a year to where we, uh, uh you know, we will look and, and, a world Wallace look at opportunities, but feel uh, through the players that we have at Barracuda, and, and it's not just this year; it's it's been over the past few years. Our our fourth line of the uh, San Jose Sharks are, are all players that played for the Barracuda. It was Barkley Goodrow who was a great yeah. contributor, contributor to us, uh, especially a couple of years ago when we went on that long playoff run. And along with uh, Lukash Radil, who uh, played for us this year, and Melker Carlson, who played the first year of the Barracuda, so the Barracuda really set up our whole fourth line for the Sharks. And and uh, you know, for Sounds us, fun. that's really why we're here. Uh, it, it's a dual role to win with the Barracuda, but also to uh, to you know present a good quality depth option. You know, guys ready to play for the Sharks.
1: Joe, thanks for joining us, and uh, I want everyone to get some stocking stuffers. Go to com. Great tickets, great prices, family fun, family entertainment. Um, it's it's pretty much so an NHL experience huh? from top to bottom, from this the big old jumbotron all the way to the depth of the players. And uh, I've been to games, and my family loves it. Uh, and again, I like the entertainment that's not necessarily, how shall we say, full price for the children? Um, anyhow, you can find out more by going to SJBarracuda.com. There's a Friday game at 7 o'clock against the um, Phoenix Ramblers, or the Tucson Ramblers. I guess it's the right here say not Phoenix. Uh, but there's Saturday and Sunday home games. There's just a little time to spend with your kids at Christmas, right? Are you with me? Against me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'll have tickets for a Barracuda game coming up later in the show. If you want to win a family four-pack, uh, stay tuned, and I'll get those away and ultimately get those to you. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing in more. Um, take a look at the markets right now. A lot of drama. A lot of drama. And if you don't like drama, take a Tums and don't turn on CNBC. It's the whole, will the government shut down? Will the government be shut down over the wall being built or not being built? Will the Senate figure out a way to kill the bill? Will the, as the world turns, right? Will China come to their senses and finally make a deal that's fair for the United States? <laughs> I would say we've benefited from the labor practices in China. And I, I, I'd even go as far as to say Nike, the poster boy, the company who had just a blowout number today, last night today. Um, I would say they benefit a lot. I I like my sneakers. I like my Nikes. I like my pumps. I like my kicks, right? I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm one of a kind. I I, I can throw down the terminology on shoes. I know you're saying you're such an old man. I am. I am. Um, but Nike benefited from what happened in China. Now it, it's time to kind of renegotiate with China and say, okay, we liked you for your low labor. Now we want to like them for their... You know, middle income consumer. The cheap labor was great, but now we're looking for something else. So, and I I think past presidents, you know, sometimes turn their their eye to the cheap labor. And by cheap labor, I'm not complimenting, if you know what I'm saying. Online holiday shipping is setting e commerce records. We've spent so far this year $110 billion online. That's a seventeen almost eighteen percent increase year over year, and you know I did all my shopping in one day online. I'm pathetic like that. You think you're getting something personalized, not a chance. Weary holiday shoppers looking to avoid a crowd jump online great right Retailers offer um, easiest shopping experiences typically online. So that's a pretty big uh, jump, but you know, like it, one one of the areas it's jump is where you buy online and you pick it up. So buy online, and we're trying to figure out how what we're going to call that, but buy online, pick up in-store, B-O-P-I-S, BOPIS, that's up 47% year over year. I've never bought online and then went and had someone like basically bring the food to me in the car or I've not had that experience where I buy something and there's a bag waiting for me outside. Clearly, Amazon and eBay are winners. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're moving towards the end of the year. There's the weather outside is in California. It's kind of weird. It's. It's been cloudy a lot, and it's been foggy, and maybe the fog turns to rain, and you're like, whoa, didn't expect that. Six and a half hours of trading, and then we kind of get, this is it, this is Friday, right? And then we get Christmas Eve and Christmas on Monday and Tuesday, and you got to think a lot of people are just going to say, let's take the whole week off, and then you... Come back on the thirty first is Monday, Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, and you're like, no, I'm just going to take a short day because I got to go stock up on alcohol and party favors, right? And then on the first, you can't go to work because that's a holiday and it's New Year's Day, and woo! You now you have to change how you write your checks to 2019. Remember when that was a thing writing checks? Now I'm like, you take check, you only take checks. And uh, it's not cool for me either, right? So Nike had a great quarter. And that's driving up sentiment right now. The footwear and athletic apparel retailer topped expectations. They're a big international company. There was a couple years there where Adidas, Adida, Adida, if you say it correctly, was stealing their thunder. Now we're talking about when does the government shut down? Midnight tonight? Dun, done, dun, there's no compromise. The House voted last night to approve, basically throwing $5 billion away for board, a border funding wall. GoFundMe failed, so now we're just asking Congress, hey, can you write a, a check for $5 million so I can go build a wall? I'm going to give the contract work to my cousin Vinny. Yeah, that Vinny, you know? So anyway, that's out there. Government shutdown, no government shutdown. It's been a it's been a pretty dramatic week into the year. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people make ridiculous predictions about the market going down seventy percent. Because hey, it's done it before, right? But typically, it's once in a lifetime. It's like that bad People Bryson song. Um, if ever we're in your arms again.
2: Oh, Robert! Uh, I think you just
1: killed my favorite song of all time. time. It'll last forever. Um, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are predicting the worst, worst, worst case scenario, which is fine. You kind of have to have that. You kind of have to have all all kinds, right? Um, but someone wasted my time yesterday and they sent me a video. They're like, what do you think about what this guy says at minute 19? And at minute 19, the guy basically said Wall Street's a Ponzi scheme. Hey, Rob, you give your money to this mutual fund. Hey, this mutual fund is going to give the money to a rich guy on his way out. Ah, ha, ha, Rob's, Rob's paying the rich guy to leave. So I need 10 more people to buy my stuff now so I can leave, right? It's not a Ponzi scheme. And it, it's funny because some people will stop right there. That's as far as their head goes. Trump threatening that the government shutdown is going to last a long time. He is kind of interesting in the sense that you kind of think that he doesn't really care. <laughs> it's almost like, oh, ruin my kid's reputation for life? Nah, I don't care. Um, You kind of get that feeling that he may just you know, lock himself in his bedroom, so to speak, and not come out until the government reopens or something, right? I will take hey, you at uh, the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Um, Abby Joseph Cohen says that stock market valuations are looking supported. So she kind of likes a little bit of blow off from the top. She kind of likes a little bit of uh, change of hands. The nice thing I like about down markets is it does kind of get some turnover. So if you step aside and go, I can't take it anymore. So maybe someone younger or stronger or someone who's got a different time frame than you know, comes along. It's actually a pretty normal and healthy thing, in my opinion. I'm not going to um, take this anymore. This week, we got the Federal Reserve who talked to the market and basically said, you know, hey, we're fighting an inflation and and. In theory, that should be a good thing. We see the economy as as too hot. In theory, that should be a good thing, right? And the market's like, no, 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 no. You're seeing it all wrong. You're looking at the past. We're looking at the future. So there's that that goes on on a pretty regular basis out there. So Nike has a good quarter. Um, we look at the f- third quarter of GDP. Woohoo! It had a downward revision. I know you're like, woohoo. Ooh, from 3.5 to 3.4%. Um When we look at that, it's a great number. And backward revisions don't really mean much because we've already moved on on Wall Street. Like again, we're looking six months to the future now. I know you're saying six months to the future. It's it's the most romantic thing you can say to your wife this weekend, honey. I want to spend the next six months with you. <laughs> and she goes, but what I'm about month seven? And you go, talk to you then. I'll talk to you then. But that's how Wall Street kinda works. So Nike helping out today with sentiment that things aren't so bad out there. But this has been a pretty rough week where the Fed chairman, will he get fired? Will Trump just fire him and put someone in who'll do exactly what he wants? It's kinda nuts. In theory, he shouldn't be anywhere near they shouldn't be anywhere near each other. But it is what it is, right? So the Federal Reserve has projected the U.S. economy is going to grow with 3% this year. That's the fastest since 2005, and there's kind of a sense of dread. Domino's Pizza up 2.7% because guess what? People are going to buy pizza, carbohydrates with cheese on top. Everyone loves. The only thing better is fried cheese, which is cheese in a jacuzzi of Greece. Sounds delicious. Um, so that's out there. I know, right? Happy holidays, everyone, from my family to yours. So, no major stories today. Defense Secretary James Mattis quits, says his views aren't aligned with Trump as President upends major U.S. policies. They've flat out said to each other, uh, what you're doing with the immigration story is, is, is wrong. The global stock route shows no sign of letting up as an extraordinary bad quarter of losses is coming to a close. Trump is urging Mitch McConnell to use nuclear option to pass border wall funding. You know, you you almost go, is that story for real? Yeah. So while you're settling down tonight for a long winter's nap, we are dealing with does the government shut down or not and how that will affect Wall Street and or not. Will mom and dad get their Social Security check and or not? Something tells me it's all going to get figured out. But threat's out there today. So the Dow jumps 250 points today. Uh, as people are starting to hear New York Fed president come out today. Not the head of the Federal Reserve, not Jerome Powell. But a guy named John Williams. Not the guy who did the Star Wars theme song. But another economist Fed guy. Says the Fed could reevaluate its view in 2019. So this week, the Fed's raised interest rates saying the economy's too hot. There's going to be inflation. And now this week, at the end of the week... One of the Fed members coming out and said, you know, hey, we get that, that things can slow down, and uh, we're aware of it. We're watching it. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Tesla loses a former gigafactory boss to startup that makes designer molecules for foods and drugs. Foods and drugs and healthcare. A lot of stuff. A lot of innovation going on. Have you seen the meatless burger? They're now starting to sell in restaurants. It's actually a thing now. Where's the beef? And they're making it look like blood. And it's really not blood. That, that's red stuff and meat's not blood. It's it's something that's tied into the muscles. Um, but people think it's bloody. I like it bloody. I like my steak bloody. It's not blood. So, But there you have it. So, um, so Reno is a kind of an interesting area because it's part of that... Elon Musk expansion of the battery world. Um, So we're kind of paying attention to it. It's really not ramping up like people wanted it to. But um, Elon Musk always in the news this year. I'd say this year was a tough year on Elon Musk. Can't be viewed as a good year, right? A lot of volatility ahead. New York Fed President John Williams says the Fed is turning to a more data-dependent mode. says being data-dependent means listing the markets. Interesting markets rally today on that news. There's a lot of concerns on economic growth around the world. Um, so we continue to, I, I, would, I would say, process that, kind to get through that. Um, I'm hearing from you, the people in the channel, that you're stressed. So a lot of emails on gold, a lot of emails on extreme ideas, and that's typically the wrong time to do what you're thinking about doing. So be cautious. Mohamed El-Aryan, he's one of my favorite people to listen to. He's one of those people who talks about the stock market and the economy and bonds. And then he starts talking about the Jets. You're like, please don't talk about the Jets. Please. It's such a train wreck. It's awesome. He's a big Jets and Mets fan. And how shall we say the sports world has not been kind to the Jets or the Mets in a long time? A pain New Yorker for sure. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, more don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to find it now at kdow.biz or on the kdow radio app i'm rob black talking money invested in more when the stock market goes kind of bad it feels like it's gone kind of bad and in october november and december this year one of the longest bull markets of all time one of the greatest bull markets uh kind of Got the old sunlight the vampire doesn't really want to get, right? So, market's dealing with that, in my opinion. New York Fed President John Williams comes out today and says, hey, we're going to be more data dependent. We're not going to just raise interest rates so we have ammunition. We're not going to say, hey, uh, uh, the job opening market, how many job openings help wanted signs are out there. We're not going to just do that anymore. Now we're going to actually look at the stock market. We're actually going to look at some indicators. So, the Fed, I, I, rightfully or wrongfully, let's say they see a good economy and they're raising interest rates. The market's saying, no, 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 we don't trust you. Um, and when you raise interest rates, you raise the cost of money. And when you raise the cost of money, like uh, you have, you look at your mortgage a, different, a bit differently, but these are still pretty good times, right? Take a look at some stocks out there. McDonald's in an economy that people are having questions about. Do you ever ever question McDonald's? Do you ever go, "I bet that company goes out of business one day"? Ever? I don't think so. How about Nike? Maybe. Like every now and then, you see like this great American story. Like a Skechers comes along, and they're suddenly like this player on a global level, and then they're suddenly not. Just throwing that one out there for you. Um, think about buying stocks that you feel comfortable with. Now, here, let me give you the nightmare scenario, though. General Electric. General Electric used to be a company that we said was like McDonald's. McDonald's will never get into trouble. The General will never get into When you buy GE, you're buying, not GWiz you're buying the stock market. Not been the best year for cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin. Awful year. But huge down year. But interestingly... As things got speculative on the stock market, when I say speculative, when people got spooked, suddenly Bitcoin started doing well. Now we're learning that Facebook is developing a way to use cryptocurrency to transfer money on WhatsApp Messenger in India. Facebook plans to use a stable coin, a digital currency pegged to the U.S. dollar. Facebook has recently hired former PayPal president David Marcus, and it's clear that PayPal, no, no. no. I got to be careful. It's clear that Facebook wants to get into the business of kind of uh, digital currencies. If you think about the loyalty programs someone like a Starbucks has and how crazy people go for it just by using the app, you get digital currency. You get points, diamonds, rocks, whatever it is that you can use to cash in and get free coffee. Facebook's trying very much so to go that direction. Um, cryptocurrency out there And then you have a social media company We're uh, giving them a little bit Too much information already Do you want that service to be Embedded with another service? Do you want the business of looking at your ugly children Or your sister's ugly children To turn into a business Of transferring money? Facebook certainly does So just know that's out there not Telling you to limit your, your Facebook exposure I'm not saying anything like that Facebook's one of the many tech and financial services giants now that's kind of like trying to explore the whole world of blockchain and secure messaging. Amazon, JP Morgan, Walmart, IBM, all looking to get into that industry, looking to get into that area, looking to be there. This was a frustrating year of investing, 2018 for a lot of people, because every major asset class is headed for a negative or little changed year. Cash in the form of money market funds is the only assets that had a decent return in 2018. And it's funny because you look at some of these charts, you look at some of these financial tools of what does well in any given year, and I think we're kind of blaming the Federal Reserve this year for cutting back on buying the bonds and cutting back and raising interest rates, limiting the economic expansion. So there's an asset quilt, if you will, of best returns. And 2018 is turning into, you know, what's the best? What's the worst? Cash is the winner, up 1.8 percent. Treasury's up of a percent. REITs down 1.1 percent. Gold down 3.7 percent. SP 500 down 6 percent. Commodities down 11 percent. Now, last year, emerging markets were number one, and last was cash. The year before. Global high-yield stocks in 2016 were up 14.8%, and last was cash. 2015 was the S&P 500 that was the big winner, and commodities were down. So it's kind of interesting that when you take a look at the chart of the winners and losers, the quilt, when they put in 10 S&P groups, uh, when they put in you know global pitchers, commodities, and other assets, uh, you're not going to pick a winner. So the best way to do it is say I'm going to do with them all because if you see them all work out over time. But then again, you could say cash really ain't my thing, and you could eliminate it, or you could say growth really is my thing, and you could eliminate that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.